This is Channel 253. In this episode of Gimme the Mic. Probably the most, the most important thing, and I have this on my refrigerator, is don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. I like it. Winston Churchill. So I think Pierce County has a really great setup to attract all type of tech. You know, we have um, the ability to do maritime tech, aerospace tech. We have fintech with having um, headquarters of banks in our community. We have biotech. We have so many different types of tech available and different space to attract different types of startups. Channel 253 is a member-supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. Give me the mic. the mic welcome back everyone to give me the mic i'm your host don Wen from the small city startup and channel 253 is giving me the mic once again so i can highlight some startups in our community some incubators that we have available to our aspiring entrepreneurs and everything else that we have going on as far as business goes in the city of tacoma and today I have with me chairman, founder, and CEO of Zevo Aero, Stephen Tibbetts. Welcome. Hi, and thanks for having me, son. It's yeah. A pleasure to be here. Oh, yeah. And they're building a personal aircraft for point-to-point travel here in Tacoma. How exciting is that? And it looks like a drone, and you put your body into this thing, and you said you fly kind of like Superman. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, it's a. It is like a very much like a drone. Uses a lot of technology from the drone technology, but it's, uh, you know, we wanted to give pe- people the feeling of f- true flight, but then in Seattle, of course, you know, in the Puget Sound region, it rains a lot. So then we put, you know, we put a carbon fiber cover over it. So, the the concept behind the vehicle is it's a it's a blended wing body aircraft. So when you once you get in and you transition to forward flight, it goes 160 miles an hour. And you're protected from the the wind and the waves, but that that wing is also providing lift as you're flying. So it's not like your typical drone where the entire time it's hanging on the propellers. Mm-hmm. Wow! And so it's all electric, is that right? It's all electric, 100% green, great for the environment. Uh, assuming that you've got you know hydro to generate the electrons. Yeah. And before I came in here today, I stopped at the the lab down there, and I was able to check out the prototype. And that thing looks awesome. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. And when do you expect this? I know it's just a prototype right now, right? And mm-hmm. you've done some flying, but when do you expect for the first fully functional? Well, it's it's one of those things where aviation takes a lot of time, and a lot of time is in the test flights. So we have been test flying, but we've been on tether so far. And we anticipate getting out, out to take it out to the farm, so to speak, uh, hopefully within the month, within about a month. Oh wow! So okay. it's, uh, right you know we made a lot of progress over the last couple of days, just getting the uh, tuning the algorithm that keeps it stabilized. Okay, and this isn't your first company. I know that this is what your fifth company, right? Fifth startup. Sure. Fifth startup. Yeah. Wow! Can you tell us more about some of these other startups that you've done in the community? 
Um, sure, yeah. I mean, it started out uh, back in, I guess, the, you know, probably in the 80s with a company called Realtool, which was uh, um, it's a, it was a full-service software package for real estate developers. And the idea was that, you know, it would do pre-qualifications and basically do all of the amortization and, and loans and everything like that. Um, the problem with that company is lessons learned, of course. Uh, we were way too early into the market, mm-hmm. you know, so it relied on the real estate agents having laptop computers. At that time, not every real estate agent wow. had laptop computers. So uh, second company was a company called um, Pico, and that was uh, integrated circuit consulting business. My longtime background is integrated circuits, um, and that was quite successful. I sold my shares to that, to my partners, and started another company called Silicon Reality, which was a chip development company for 3D graphics. And we were right there neck and neck with NVIDIA. NVIDIA obviously won it, won that battle. Oh, wow. But uh, And then anyway, so FabLab, fast forward to 2012, we started a company called FabLab here in Tacoma, and that was to be the Tacoma's premier makerspace. And we ran that for eight years, and uh, you know we were right down there next to, next to Tacoma, uh, UW Tacoma campus. And that was really exciting because uh, through FabLab, I formed, was able to form this network of other like-minded inventors and tinkers and people knew how to make stuff. Mm-hmm. And that really was super important for getting Ziva off the ground. So we incubated Ziva at FabLab. And then what happened to FabLab is ultimately COVID was the demise. It was, uh, you know, if you can't have members coming in and using the equipment because of COVID, you know, you didn't really have a business. Mm-hmm. So, but I I still strongly, firmly believe in a makerspace as an incubator for entrepreneurship and uh, you know tinkers and just mom and pop businesses that want to come in and learn how to make stuff. It's super valuable. I think every community should have one. Yeah. Okay. And so, how did you even come up with this idea? I mean, it sounds revolutionary and kind of crazy, but I love it. How did you even come up with it? The concept. Um, so I did a consulting job back in like '01, and uh, made some money. So I had a f- little bit of time. I could, so I went and got my pilot's license. And so my dream was to throw a folding mountain bike in the back seat of my '71 Cessna 172, and fly in, and then just ride the last mile. What I found out is that all the little airports that I knew of a kid growing up have, have vanished. So mm. between Portland and Seattle, there's over 500 airports that have vanished. Wow. So you can't really use general aviation anymore because the land becomes too valuable. The developers move in. They put condos in. Boom, no airport. So I, I could see this happening all over the world. Um, for, for whatever reason, it's happened probably the worst on the, on the West Coast. Um, so it, it kind of took general aviation out of the equation for being a practical – mode of transportation. Mm. So just thinking about that, um, I decided that, you know, I started thinking about it. I'm an engineer, so I'm I'm solving problems. The problem is airplanes require runways. Well, let's come up with an airplane that doesn't require a runway. Mm -hmm. And that's when I hit on vertical takeoff and landing. And since I'm an electrical engineer, it had to be an electric vertical takeoff and landing. Mm -hmm. So I actually read a grant proposal to NASA in 2005. Wow that suggested that they support this idea of developing an electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. And uh, unfortunately, I got two thumbs up and one thumb down, so I didn't get the grant. Mm. 
So I tabled it, and then I waited till 2017 to resurrect the idea because at that time there's a, a lot more momentum behind that. I see. Wow. Okay, so you had this idea back in 2005 or earlier, it sounds like. Correct, yeah. Okay, I'm glad that you're doing it because it's going to be exciting for our city to fly, see these things flying around. Yes. Are you going to have any resistance from the FAA or anything like that? So far, the FAA has been ultra cooperative. You know, they want to see this technology literally take off. And, uh, and so they, we actually have a tail number and we're a registered aircraft. And as soon as we can demonstrate uh, safe flight, they will um, give us an experimental class so we can fly as an experimental aircraft. And then beyond that, then we'll work towards getting a cert- certified aircraft. Okay. So in 2017, you decided to resurrect this idea. Hmm. Did you use your own money or how'd you go about doing this? Um, yes. Yeah, it's been my own money. I've, wow. I've put uh, several six figures into. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but, you know, on top of that, we we have raised, uh, we did a friends and family bridge round. So we raised about 105000 through that. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm an investor too. I just invested on startengine.com. You can find them there. And uh, be a shareholder. Right on. Yeah. How, so how's it feel like being your own shark? <laughs> it felt good. <laughs> I was trying to do due diligence. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I looked at all the companies on there. There are some exciting things on there. Yeah. It's yeah. an interesting platform. I, I really enjoy it. I, I actually uh, have been a member of Koretsu Forum too. I don't know if you've heard of those guys. I but they are a, they're kind of an angel organization where you have face-to-face meetings, you know, pre-COVID, and companies would come in and pitch. And you oh, could wow. decide whether you're going to invest or not. So that was fun too. But, but uh, Start Engine opens it up to the whole, whole U.S. Yeah. Anybody that that wants has a desire to check out some new technologies and c- upcoming companies and get in on the ground floor. It's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With this new legislation on crowdfunding, like you said, more and more people can invest. Before, it was only limited to a certain asset class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's exciting. And what are some of the things that are you're dealing with right now as far as obstacles you're facing with this startup? Uh, you know, any startup obviously is all always all about the money, and it sounds shallow to say that, but it's true. Without cash, you can't hire the people that you need to make everything happen. So, you know, it, it, it my the core team is just doing you know double time everywhere every, mm-hmm. everybody's wearing too many hats so we really w- want to raise the money to hire additional people engineers designers um and to make to make it happen so that's that's always the biggest thing is you always want to have more resources than than are available to you mm-hmm. so you said that you did a family and friends round mm-hmm. and then you raised some money on start engine are you is that the seed round or are you going to Series A? I don't know. Well, we want, you know, this is, it's a new thing. It's an, it's an experiment, and hopefully, you know, knock on wood, the experiment works out. But the idea is that we will uh, continue to ratchet it up. So after this round, we'll have another crowdfunding round after that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a new, also a new piece of legislation called Regulation A+. And so we'll probably raise that as well. But, um, yeah, and so it's... it's um, it's an, it's going to be an interesting ride because you know it's new for us. Start Engine has great traction, and they've got a, a number of showcase companies that have raised uh, you know in the in the tens of millions of dollars. So Ziva itself is you know the the, the URL is startengine.com/ziva, 
and um, that's how you can learn more about our company. But Start Engine has uh, they have a new um, thing that they're developing too, which is a secondary market. And I don't know if that's going to pan out or not. But the idea is that if you buy stocks and companies on the Start Engine platform, you'll be able to trade them on Start Engine. So it's possible that you could be a little bit more liquid than you would in another type of startup, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. So what do you like about Tacoma? Um, <clears throat> well, I can't say I was born here, but I've, I've been here my whole life pretty much. Where were you um, born? I was born in Astoria, Oregon. Oh, okay. My dad is, uh, was a veterinarian, and his first job out of school, he went to Wazoo. His first job out of school was in Astoria, and that's where I was born. That's where Goonies was filmed, right? Somewhere around there? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't one of the Goonies, but uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, my dad was the uh, quintessential small town veterinarian down in Parkland, Washington, and uh, it seemed like everybody knew Doc Tibbetts. I mean, he's he's a character, and and uh, uh, so went to Bethel High School, went to Washington State University, and have worked in Tacoma now for you know a, a long time. Oh, awesome! I live out in that area right now. Oh yeah. Cool. So. What advice do you have for aspiring entrepreneurs? Um, network, network, network. It's pretty much all about who you know. Um, you know, try to get the best team you can. And it's really, I, I mean, I feel really blessed to have the people on my team that I do. It's, uh, it's, it's so helpful to have people that are in the trenches with you. And, you know, iron sharpens iron. So you, I'm not always right. They're not always right. But the idea is together you can come up with a better product or a better idea. So, you know, bounce ideas off of, off of each other. You know, you know get a, put a team together if you can. Um, yeah. So the other thing is that probably the most, the most important thing, and I have this on my refrigerator, is don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. I like it. Winston Churchill. Oh, yeah. Right? So yeah. that's that's the whole key, th- key thing about doing, you know, obviously you need to have a, a litmus test or you need to have advisors that can tell you, hey, that's really a dumb idea. You need mm-hmm. that. You need, to, you need to be able to pivot, focus your idea. But the most important thing is perseverance. Mm-hmm. I like that. Do you have any book recommendations for us aspiring entrepreneurs? Yeah, I mean, anything by Guy Kawasaki is a good read if you want to learn about how the whole startup process works. Now, you know, I'll, I'll caveat that with the fact that with this new crowdfunding paradigm, every you know, the the, the landscape is constantly moving, and that's part of it is uh, knowing um, what facts still hold true and what don't. But, I mean, there's a lot of background material on, on startups that are excellent. So, Stephen, what's your long-term vision for this? Well, I really like the idea of um, putting Tacoma on the map in terms of a technology center and having having Tacoma be one of the first one of the, one of the first communities in the nation with a vertiport, and and having eVTOL service between here and Seattle or here and SeaTac or something like that. So, just in in the case of a, a vision casting, wouldn't it be cool to have a a vertiport that becomes a center of technical excellence where we have got manufacturers and FBO, FBOs and, and other aviation-related suppliers and vendors that have a, a, a hub of 
transportation options. So that you would come in on a vertiport into the city, for example, and you've got an automated electric car that runs to the downtown corridor, and you know it's near the uh, light rail station and things like that. So just really improving the experience of, of transportation. But on top of that, I really enjoy the idea of creating high-tech jobs in Tacoma, the kind of jobs that I want to work at. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the thing that's that I think is kind of missing in Tacoma is that, um, you know, we're graduating excellent students from UWT in cybersecurity and engineering. They're all going to, going north. I, I mean, agree. they're all commuting. So yep. my my idea, my concept really is to try to get this to change that gravity a little bit mm-hmm. and get some high-tech jobs down here. And I think a company like Ziva has the opportunity to do that. I love it. I love it. And doing research on your company, I saw the term EV toll come up a lot. What is that? Uh, electric vertical takeoff and landing. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. So it goes by another name too called AAM, Advanced Aerial Mobility. Okay. Uh, and, and UAM too, uh, Urban Air Mobility. All right. And uh, there's, you know, we we consider ourselves one of the earlier uh, companies doing this, but we're not alone. There's probably... Hundred startups doing this, and some of them are the are really the for, forefront leaders right now. I'll mention Joby Aviation and uh, uh, a number of other companies, but they Joby just was listed on the New York Stock Exchange last week at about a six billion dollar valuation. Wow! And what's your valuation at right now? Uh, our valuation is is fifty six million. Wow, that's huge. Yeah. That's well, huge. And, and growing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like I said, I'm an investor and I'm excited for it to continue growing. Excellent. Yeah. And also, I also signed up earlier today to be the first tester. So <laughs> yes. when, whenever, whenever you're ready to take off, let me know and I'll, I'll be your guy. <laughs> All right. All right. Sounds good. Looking yeah. forward to as, it. As long as my wife's okay with it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly... How can we help you out as a community? Um, right now, you know, the the interesting thing about crowdfunding is it becomes a marketing game. So instead of dog and pony show, you know, pitching in front of uh, the, the venture capitalists on Sand Hill Road in the Bay Area, um, that was the way we did it in, you know, in the, in the early 2000s. This crowdfunding could change things dramatically. So it, it changes the game to where, the, the idea is just to get the word out um, and to as many people as possible so that they know they have the option as a uh, non-sophisticated investor to get in on the ground floor of these companies like like Ziva. Um, and so it becomes a marketing game. So by all, you know, this podcast is excellent. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I agree. I think the old thought was you had to move to Silicon Valley in order to build a viable startup, but people are doing it right here in the city of Tacoma, and that's excellent. So thank you so much for joining us today, and how can we get in touch with you? Uh, Steve at ZivaAero.com, Z-E-V-A-A-E-R-O.com. All right. Thank you so much, Stephen, for joining us. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with my next guest. This is Nate Bowling, host of the Channel 253 show Nerd Farmer. And this episode is sponsored by Pacific Lutheran University. If we've learned anything from the last two years, it's that the future is unpredictable, which is why education, and higher education in particular, should equip students with the ability to be flexible and innovate. Students should leave college with the determination needed to understand a problem and explore solutions. 
and they need a spark of creativity so they can find new ways to turn their smart ideas into reality. But these traits and skills can only be set into motion by one thing, transformative care. Pacific Lutheran University is a small private college where caring means more than kindness and consideration. It means bold commitment to expanding well-being, opportunities, and justice. And just let me add an amen to that. Caring helps us all to question paradigms and draw new connections in pursuit of truth, constantly challenging ourselves and the world we love to be better for our neighbors, those down the street, and thousands of miles away. PLU is more than a campus full of individuals pursuing their dreams. It's a community of seekers, trailblazers, creators, and reformers who know we can accomplish more together than apart. To apply, schedule a campus visit, or learn more about PLU's undergrad and graduate programs, please visit plu.edu. Welcome back to Give Me the Mic. Right now, I have Jacqueline Mafo with us today. Thank you for joining us, Jacqueline. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so she is the Vice President of Business Development, the Economic Development Board for Tacoma Pierce County. Did I have that? Did I say that right? Yep, that's Okay, it. okay. And then also, she's on the Tacoma Pierce County Technology Cluster Acceleration Team. And they're working to increase technology here in our, in our ecosystem and build tech businesses, help build tech businesses. So can you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I manage the cluster acceleration program for my organization, the Economic Development Board for Tacoma Pierce County. So um, our cluster acceleration program basically builds teams around specific sectors. And then those teams, which are um, a mix of private, public, educational partners, uh, stakeholders in the community in the space come together to build a strategic plan. Uh, so our goal is to have kind of these key people in the industry who uh, can talk about the issues and talk about how to resolve those issues, like get them all in a room and get them talking. And then I have people like me, economic developers and government people, listen. Um, and then my job is kind of wrap all of that, their strategy into a written strategic plan. And I facilitate that in the community. Um, so this is a program of the EDB. This is something that, um, you know, is part of our programming. Uh, we're paying for this program, uh, but we do ask for the community support. So there's certain things that come out of these plans that, um, you know, we ask for help, whether it's support or um, putting their name on a letter of support or finding things that we can put other people together in a room and achieve. Uh, so specifically for the tech cluster, we have a vision of where tech lives. Uh, Tacoma Pierce County is a world-class preferred leader in technology, innovation, investment and equitable job creation. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about the tech cluster. Yeah, so what are some of the things you are providing for, let's say someone has a startup tech idea, how can they get help? Yeah, so if you have a startup idea and you come to me, um, I'm gonna refer you to a group of people called the Tacoma Founders um, and network you in with the city of Tacoma um, and make it Tacoma. I feel like there's a lot of great entrepreneurship arms. Also, Starb 253 has a great network. Um, Tacoma and Pierce County, their founders are so open to talking and helping each other. I think that's one of the really unique and really important things about Pierce County's tech environment is you can really walk up to someone who is like a big deal and they'll help you immediately, uh, which is really, it's, it's not, you're not gonna find that in other parts of Washington state. Um, 
But as far as what the, my program does, we're looking kind of a bigger picture. So we don't necessarily have an entrepreneurship you know, class or program or something like that, but we're looking at big picture that will hopefully help them down the road. Um, so for example, one of our strategic goals is raising the profile of the South Sound as an emerging technology leader. You know, because when you think of technology in our region, it might not be Tacoma you think of first. I know we're, we're up against some of the biggest players in the whole world when it comes to tech. Um, so we, you know, have done a program about sharing the success stories in our community. Uh, so right now with Startup 253, the EDB has a program um, where we have a 12-part series talking about the success stories in our community. Um, we have stories on given kind, um, Ivy Data, Wind Talker, Cloud Power, Namatad. Um, and we're we're hoping to keep that as a series that continues to run as a way to help, you know, tell the story of, you know, tech lives in Tacoma, share those success stories, and we're open to hearing more. So if you are a tech startup and you're hoping to get your information out there, you know, you can, at the end of this, I'll share my contact information. You can reach out to me, but getting your name out there and networking, um, I think is a big part of how we can try to help the startup communities in our, in Pierce County. Okay. And you said a 12 part story for startups. Where can people find those stories? Yeah. So if you head to our website, www.edbtacomapierce.org forward slash tech success stories, you'll find links to all of the ones we have today. Um, you can also sign up for Startup 253's newsletter or the EDB's newsletter, and you'll get some information on that. Um, and Startup 253's LinkedIn is a great resource for startups in general and also for these stories. Okay, that's great. Yeah, and I'm glad you're doing that. So what are some of the obstacles that you're facing while you're going through this? People are busy. <laughs> and I think that uh, you're, you know, that's something that is even more so in tech right now. Um, you know, tech is always crazy busy. Uh, I don't think tech entrepreneurs know how to sleep, uh, but it's even crazier now. There's so much demand um, on technology and finding solutions for things and keeping up with the pace of kind of new emerging technologies um, that I think were expedited by the pandemic. Um, so having the, getting the leaders to network with some of our entrepreneurs and getting in front of students, I think is time constraint has been an issue um, just recently, but still they're still doing it. You're still seeing them make time. And I, I have yet to have an email not answered by a Tacoma founder when connecting them to someone new. So I still think we're really fortunate in that our network is so strong that people are still making time, but that's a constraint. Um, I do also think that a lot of um, people don't know the resources we have. I feel like we have a lot of the ingredients in our community and people don't understand how many co-working spaces, incubators, um, how many students and how much talent's coming out of our community. So I really think that the reason why one of our goals was raising the profile um, is because that's kind of one of those barriers. People don't understand how much there is and how easy it is to create a startup in our community. So overcoming that, I think, is a huge opportunity. Yeah, definitely. I had no idea there were so many incubators in our community either until I started doing some research. And we've gotten a lot of them to come and talk with us. So that's been great. And it's such a valuable resource. And I've heard so many good things. 
So what do you think it is else about Tacoma that is viable for tech startups other than network? Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I, we talk about where tech lives. Um, you know, we're now seeing kind of an openness and understanding that technology can be anywhere, um, especially as, you know, fiber extends and broadband extends. So I think it's Pierce County. Yes. Tacoma is at the heart of it, but there is a ton of beautiful nature and all, a whole bunch of other things that make Pierce County special. And we're seeing startups kind of pop up outside of metro areas now too. So I think Pierce County has a really great setup to attract all type of tech. You know, we have um, the ability to do maritime tech, aerospace tech. We have fintech with having um, headquarters banks in our community. We have biotech. We have so many different types of tech available and different space to attract different types of startups. So I think that that's a really great opportunity. You know, you don't have to kind of pick rural or pick urban. You can do both in the community and benefit from both in a really short distance. Um, And I also think that we talked a little bit about it, but the amount of talent uh, we have and the amount of research um, accessibility. You know, I, I did not realize going into technology, how often research plays a role in what they do and interplaying with universities and accessing student talent. Um, But it really is a game changer for startups to be able to, you know, get students to work on research projects and, you know, get free help sometimes, but also pay for research that could completely change their footing in investors and getting funding and things like that. Um, and then we're also fortunate enough to have Tacoma Venture Fund, which I think is really a unique opportunity for our community, uh, where we have venture capital focused on Pierce County and focused on, you know, venture scale and helping those. And they've already funded um, several Pierce County startups, uh, which, I mean, that's such a leg up for startups to have people focused on your community uh, and not be competing against the whole world for capital. Yeah, definitely. We interviewed Dennis Joyce on our first Give Me the Mic, and it was great. He told us a lot about what they're doing and how they're trying to invest in local entrepreneurs. That's very exciting. So how often does the acceleration team meet? Yeah, so we meet quarterly, um, but there's also meetings all the time if I have something come up or need their advice on something. Um, you know, we're looking to meet later this month to talk about um, our next kind of area of attack in our strategic plan. So the first goal was raising the profile of the South Sound. Our second major goal is to develop local talent and recruit new talent nationally and internationally um, at kind of to catalyze our community and attract more talent and also make sure the talent that's growing here has jobs and wants to stay in our community and work from our community. Um, so one of the ways we're looking at that is doing a like tra- talent attraction program focused on tech. Uh, so starting those conversations is kind of the next big thing that our cluster is gonna be focused on in addition to continuing those um, tech success stories. Okay. And how long do you expect this acceleration team to be around? Is it like a three-year program, five-year program? It is a five-year plan. Um, okay. It's also, uh, we like to say it's um, it's fluid, it's evolving, you know, so we launched this March 2020. I think our, yeah, March 2020, it's the year's blur right now, <laughs> uh, but it was um, the last event 
at UWT before it shut down for the coronavirus pandemic. Um, it was, you know, I want to say it was March 5th. And I remember as the event was happening, them saying, okay, uh, you know, after this, everyone out. Um, so it was a crazy time to kind of launch this. And we, you know, several months later, looked back retrospectively and said, you know, there's parts of this now, our community has changed. You know, we need to put more emphasis on um, equity and inclusion and diversity being a part of technology. Um, you know, it's an issue across the nation and it's something especially close to our heart in Pierce County. So making sure we add that and reevaluate our plan. So we did a kind of reevaluation in August of 2020 and rewrote some of our plan, which you can see in our updated um, our updated strategic plan, which if you're interested in reading, you can find that at www.edbtacomapierce.org forward slash technology. You can download and read the plan. Um, but we are expecting iterations of this. You know, we want this to be something that evolves and changes. We do want to keep it to a five-year plan just so that metrics make sense and we can keep ourselves accountable. Um, but also as it changes, you know, it's okay to say this isn't working. It's no longer a priority or this is um, because we want it to work the best for our community. And that also means recruiting new people to the team, um, seeing who other players in the tech space would like to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I really like what you're doing. And I'm excited about these uh, growing tech companies in the future in our community, creating jobs. And like you said, keeping the talent here. I know that a lot of software engineers, they move, they go to Seattle, they commute every day when we have some businesses they could work for here. So I think that's pretty much it. Uh, with closing, I'd like to ask you, what advice do you have for aspiring entrepreneurs? Yeah, I mean, don't be afraid to email people and ask to meet them, even if it's people you're not sure are the right people. Um, you know, I, I think I've learned that lesson myself in trying to recruit some of these people. I've Sometimes you don't get answers, sometimes you do. It's worth sending the email. And don't be afraid to reach out to your local governments. I feel like that's um, an area that tech sometimes doesn't reach out to. It's a huge area of opportunity, especially in Pierce County and City of Tacoma. Um, Pat Beard with City of Tacoma has been working with startups. I mean, I, I don't, I wanna say years. I don't, uh, so I, she's super experienced in the network. Um, and you'll, you'll find connections that you might not be aware of that can help you get started foundationally, structurally, things like that, you know, getting loans, understanding what financing is available, um, things that you might not get from speaking to someone for mentorship and motivational help. Um, so don't be afraid to talk to your governments. Um, don't be afraid to send those emails out and maybe not hear some answers because you will get some and it'll be worth it. Well, yeah. That, that's great. Thank you for that, Jacqueline. So how can we get in touch with you? Yeah. So you can um, always go on the EDB's website to get more information. Um, you can find my contact information there, but you can also call me directly. My direct office line is 253-284-5889. Um, and you can also email me. My email is Jacqueline at edbtacomapierce.org. And that is J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E at edbtacomapierce.org. I'm happy to do what I can to connect you and also highly recommend reaching out to Startup 253 for their connections as well. Yeah, awesome. And feel free to reach out to me as well. Yeah. I appreciate everyone's time today and thank you for joining us. 
We'll see you next time on Give Me the Mic. Did you know Channel 253 is member-supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com slash membership and join. Thank you. Give Me the Mic is part of the Channel 253 Podcast Network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, We Are Tacoma, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B-Team, Crossing Division, Citizen Tacoma, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.